Hi again, everybody. It's me, JR Man. Welcome to day 15 of the massive podcast, Your Life's Work. We're also in the middle of a social media fast series, 40 days of me talking to all my favorite people on the planet every single day. It's a task, man. I mean, I'll be honest with you. When you decide to intentionally move into other people's lives and get off social and stop emoticoning and harding and DMing and, you know, the easy way in communication, I'm telling you, it gets taxing. So there's something to be said for it. Are you touching base with y'all people? Uh, when's the last time you called somebody? When's the last time you picked your phone up, you stopped touching it, but you mouthed it? And you went, hi, how you doing? And you let it resonate. And then you ask questions about what's happening in the people's lives around you. Anyway, think about that. Today in the big podcast, Rob Supan, my best friend of many years. He is my BFF. He just had a stroke. He's going to talk to us about the stroke. He's got seven kids. He's a, he's a graphic artist, probably one of the best artists I've ever met. Here is Rob Supan. <laughs> What are we doing? Nothing. What's up? Do you guys have snow? Yeah, we have a bunch of snow. Yeah, sorry about that. Don't be. We like that. I'm, uh, I'm recording, just so you know. So everything oh. you say is on the record from this point forward. This is, this is, this is it, huh? Okay. That's how, we, that's how we start this thing. Yeah, so what do we do? Do we just get, like, right into deep crap, like, right away, or do we hold off? What do you want to do? Let's just, let's just go. All right. You had a stroke last month. What's ha- what's happening? <laughs> yeah, I did. Don't, wait, before we, wait, before we get going, why do we laugh about that, by the way? Like, like, like what is that? Know. Why do we laugh about it? Most people are like... <laughs> I don't know. It just seems weird. It seems weird to acknowledge that, you know, I've had a, an old man incident. <laughs> That's it. That's it. It's like, so the bottom line with the stroke is it's an old man thing and it feels weird. And not, it's not. I, I, tried, I, I, I had it on my 49th birthday and I somehow I, I feel 70. <laughs> it's not. I'm, the... <laughs> I'm, I'm rolling around my house in a walker. You know, like giving out butterscotches to people. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. Don't worry about the fact I can't use my right leg or right arm. I'm, I'm handing out butterscotch. <laughs> so, yeah, that's why we laugh about it. Okay. So I wrote, I wrote you a text like uh, a couple weeks ago and I just said, thoughts on stroke, go. And you wrote back some really... I mean, some really big, big kind of ideas. Can you share that? Well, first off, this is Rob Supan. Uh, Rob, what do you do out there in Akron, Ohio? I'm a, I'm a one-handed graphic designer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, favor, I favor my left side now. Every, oh. Everything's left-handed. Yeah, um, your motto, wait. So your motto for your yeah. business is, what is it? Designing great things for great people. What is it? Nice stuff for nice people. Yeah, now it's, now it's, I'm a one-armed designer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to change that up on my Instagram bio. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay, so the, okay, so before we get the answer of the big, deep stroke stuff, like, again, this is an exercise that I'm doing over 40 days to really reach out to people and, like, draw into 
good personal conversations, just so everybody's. Yeah, the, and 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 about that, what, what day are we on with the with the fast? We're for, we're well, your day right now would be day fifteen. We're essentially taping this for day fifteen, but we're recording on day fourteen. Yeah, and it took fifteen days to get to me. <laughs> me. Like I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little bothered by that. Like I don't know, you know, whether. I don't, I, we're going to have to move the man's down on our Christmas card list. Well, listen, if I was to start out really, really good, I don't think we'd have any place to go. I mean, that, so yeah, so if you got picked number one, maybe there's a problem with our relationship. I, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, dude, I have been listening. I have been listening and, and slightly, you know, like, I, I, you know, I'm going to go ahead and admit it, a little bit jealous, a little bit jealous, like, you know. When when is my phone gonna ring? So yeah, fifteen days in. Okay, all right. So you at know, at least it wasn't day thirty nine. Well, no, Di- Diane gets day thirty nine. Diane gets day thirty nine. Okay. So should okay. she be all pissed? Right. Like I'm, I'm wondering now. I wonder if she's pissed that she gets day thirty nine. <laughs> uh, see now I'm. No, put- you, can make, you can make an you can make an argument day thirty nine day forty <laughs> that you know you're going in some kind of reverse you know. Reverse hierarchy. Yeah, yeah. On well, the JR Man Dog and Pony Radio Hour. Yeah, that's a new name. That's my new name. Welcome to the Dog and Pony Radio Hour. That is so freaking good. Hold on. I, I honest to God, I'm going to write that down because I love it so much. Okay, so Rob and I have been together for a number of years, and we started a business together, and we've started ministries together, and we've raised children together. And Rob had a stroke when he was 49. It was like a month ago, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a month and a day. Yeah, a month and a day. Took him out. You've got seven kids, at least that we know of, and um, a wonderful wife of Trish. You guys have been married, what, 20 years? How long have you guys been married? Uh, yeah, I should know this right off the bat, right? This is, gonna, this is not going to bode well. Thankfully, she doesn't have a computer that she listens to podcasts on. Um, yeah, it's, uh, we've been married... Uh, 24, oh, 24 20, years. Oh, 24 years. Well, hey, here's the yeah. other thing. If you would have forgot that, I would just would have blamed the stroke for the record. Just, I yeah. mean, that's, that's a thing. Dude, I'm, I'm totally leaning into that. Yeah. Well, you should. Like, honestly, yeah, I like. I if, figured I've got, I've got a couple more months of that to, to, you know, take advantage of. So, any, any, know, like, we're playing that out. Any past mistakes that people bring up? You, I don't, I don't remember that. Sorry. It's, that was another guy. I hate to tell you, but that's. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if you heard. I had a stroke in yeah. December. So. <laughs> yeah, but you got to say it like you know. I don't know if you've heard. <laughs> you know, very very Downton Abbey ish. You know, like when they when yeah. they whisper in yeah. the hallways. <laughs> you downshift. <laughs> okay, so uh, give us the thoughts on the stroke because this is life changing, life altering. In some cases, I'm sure faith altering. So let's start with the life altering. What like you have the stroke? You go, holy crap! I've had a stroke. What's going on? Yeah, like, I don't, to be honest with you, <laughs> I don't really remember what my reply to you <laughs> in that text was. So, uh, you know, like, um, but I, but I, I know the gist of it. Um, yeah, you don't have gi- to read I mean, you can give the, it to the, me now. I mean, give it to me in the present. Yeah, yeah. The, the gist of it, you, you, I, you know, I went through a whole roller coaster. You know, I, I, knew, I remember having, you know, just like, locked up in fear in the in the ER like like the whole thing started and and I like I really didn't think I had a stroke 
I was pretty much convinced that I pulled a muscle in my back and everything was going to be cool. I was just going to, I was going to rub some dirt on it, walk it off, you know, very much the, a dude way to, to go about it. And it was Trish, my wife, that uh, kind of convinced me we needed to go to the ER. So once we got to the ER, they, you know, the, the beehive uh, went into full effect and everybody starts running around, you know, uh, you know, it got very serious. But you, you know, and you had physical order. symptoms, right? Like you lost the use of like limbs, right? I mean, but I know you well enough to know, like you go, oh, I can't use my leg. Don't worry. I'll, it'll, it'll come back tomorrow. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like in, in, in hindsight, it was pretty, it was pretty stupid. Um, but it, yeah, I, I just totally, totally didn't see any of the warning signs as warning signs. Um, you know, like, I, I, I was hundred percent convinced that I had tweaked something in my back. We we were at a, I was on a on a job painting. Um, I do some some mural work, you know, and so I was putting ladders away and was you know all of a sudden the right side just kind of turned to rubber and um, I just thought you know it was it was something in my back. So I never never made the connection. Um, I was able to walk to my car, you know, I didn't, I didn't drive home. My, my son drove home. Um, but yeah, I was really foolishly, you know, in, in, I don't, I don't even know if it was denial. I just never even entertained the thought that it could be something that serious. So when, when you're not lying in the, in the ER, you know, trying to wrap your head around this, this new reality that's being thrust upon you. Um, yeah, it was just, it was just surreal. And, and then, you know, in, in the course of time between the time that we left the the place where it happened and got home and got to the ER, the right side had just kind of shut down. You know, I had, so I had the use of it for a little bit, but, but by the time, uh, by the time we got to the hospital, it had pretty much stopped. It had pretty much gone, gone dead. And so now all of a sudden I'm coming to grips with the fact that this might be it. This might be what I got, you know, it's, you know, just lying down, trying to move around. Um, yeah, just trying to get comfortable and figure you know, thinking about what, what I, what I won't be able to do now. Yeah. And what, and is that powerlessness like, terrifying like be like rip your face off terror for like i hear that and it's it terrifies me to think to dude, think dude, what's going on dude it, it really it really was like trish will tell you you know i pretty much <laughs> i had a pretty good tantrum in you know well it was well, coupled by the fact that you know that first <laughs> you know it happened late at night so you go into the you go into the er and you know right off the bat they're not going to let you sleep. So, um, so we're we're going forty eight hours with no sleep. You know, then add to that you're you've got you know I've got IVs in both arms. I've got a blood pressure cuff on one arm. I've got the pulse ox thing on the other finger. You know, so there's just you're 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 like tethered to the bed, and then half of my body's not working. Half of my body's not responding to anything I want to do, and they put the they put those those cast things on to to reduce the chances of more blood clots forming. So you really felt like you were in restraints, even though you're not in restraints, yeah. you know. But you might as well have been. And it's just 
it's just uh yeah it's just it's just you're paralyzed yeah no, <laughs> no and shit. your mind your your mind is racing yeah and i just you know just at that point where you know you start to you see in, in movies guys start ripping things out of their arms and flailing around and and i was at that point and trish will tell you you know i was i was at that point um yeah i i might have cursed a couple times i might have come on you know thrown thrown some things around the room yeah well i mean okay so number one who who blames you like there's not a person on the planet that a doesn't blame you at that point so what is there an internal with people who have great trauma, I'm always super curious about the internal conversation going on with the divine God, uh, you know, like, was there an internal like, Hey dude, like, I don't know what's going on or what you're up to, but let's let this thing, you know, come to a conclusion or is there immediate acceptance? Because I'm sure there's shock. Oh my gosh, I'm paralyzed. Then there's, then there's like a slow kind of thing to acceptance. But in your perspective, what's that conversation that dialogue going on inside well i you know like like you know our family history there's been a lot of weird medical stuff going on with my wife and a couple of my kids and that so you know i've, I've abandoned doing all the the questioning and bartering and all that stuff it just you know it, it's just it is what it is i i, I don't i don't know I don't know what else to do but kind of accept the fact that the Supan's narrative is a little wonkier than than most narratives. So I you know there was no there was no bartering, there was no like please lord um you know uh if I'll, I'll clean my act up or whatever just allow let me see my toes move or you know, none of that happened. Um, it was kind of like, okay, if, if this is what it's going to, going to be, this is what it's going to be. Um, this sucks. Uh, I'm, I'm not digging this at all. Um, but, you know. Do you see that movement as a, a greater movement to the divine? Like, because I get it, like, and I love, I love the way you express it. There was no bartering. We've kind of accepted that health issues are a thing, and it's not like I'm looking for a lesson on why I got this or I'm or I'm going to barter, like you said. But is there a movement that draws you closer to the divine in that circumstance, or hasn't, or or is that not a thing right now? Because maybe it's not. Like, I mean, maybe the answer is no. I mean, you know, it, maybe it's that easy. I, I, I mean, you know my curiosity with people, so I'm always, I'm always wondering what's going on inside. So it's like, for me knowing you the length of time I've known you, I know you, I know you deeply think about these things, and that's why I'm curious. Yeah, I, I think, I think the, the, tr- the truth of it is, for, for me anyway, is that you know if if this thing has been permitted to happen, you know that he'll he'll show up in it. Um, you know the the thing that I I I believe a hundred percent is that you know he cares about us, 
Um, and whatever crappy circumstances befall us, he'll show up in those. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I mean. It, so yeah. I, I don't, I don't have to like it, you know. I, I just, I, I guess I, you know, after the fact, after the dust is settled, uh, to kind of, you know, wait, look for him to show up and expect him to show up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, dude, and, and, and you know, and it's been like I said, it's been a month, and I, I can attest to that that he absolutely, unequivocally has shown up in these circumstances multiple times, over and over again. And so people say yeah. how. Of course they go, well, how has he showed up? Well, he's, he's shown up just in the way, um, just in the, in, the, in the comfort and the, the, the show of, of care and love and uh, just the, the way people have mobilized and... Um, provided and cared for and shown grace and love to my, to my family. Uh, I mean, that's, that's been like your, your whole thing of the, this fast about putting away the devices and reaching out to, to, to people to actually, you know, touch people and let people know what they mean to you. That's been probably one of the most significant parts of, uh, of the stroke has been, the number of people who have showed up, like, like not to put you on the spot, but you know, I mean, you were one of the first people that you, you jumped on a plane and came across the country to hang out in my little hospital room. Uh, that was significant, man. I, you, you, you know, I mean, we've, we've had this conversation, so I'm not telling you anything you don't know, but that meant a ton to me and my family. A yeah, ton. It's good. It's great times. Yeah. Yeah. Almost got me thrown out of the facility. Well, um, I mean, you know, there's something to be said. <laughs> yeah. For the but, record, uh, what we're, for, know, for the record, while I visited Rob, yeah. Rob fell, and you're not supposed yeah. to fall in these facilities if you're a stroke victim. Yeah. <laughs> they, t- they take that very seriously. <laughs> Who would have so thought? We were we were, put, we were putting up Christmas decorations in in the in the. I was going to say my hotel room. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, yeah, in my room. So, so, so okay, so he shows up. Rob so, got a little overconfident. <laughs> Dude, you fell on me, and so that's the story <laughs> I'm going to tell. Okay? You didn't, like, when, like, here's, here's, here's the scenario. Sammy's screaming because you've just fallen. The nurse is yeah. y- literally cussing, which I didn't think was a part of their, their practice. Your wife <laughs> is staring at me. You're on top of me, and the only thing I can say is, He's on top of me, everybody, just for the record. <laughs> I caught him. <laughs> um, okay, so so I, I just want to charge back to this just, just real quick, because it, what's interesting in, in your answer is how you have seen people who are able to give, like give back into this scenario. Um, so, yeah. and, and, and again, just knowing the story, knowing the phone calls, knowing Trish and I talking and texting and of course your kids and, and really, I honest to God, like I've seen it too with you. So I'm like, holy crap, people are really showing up, which gives everybody the opportunity to give. And, and part of the baseline that I believe humans have is not only they want to receive and give love, but that giving part is just such a natural part of us. So, which moves me to the receiving on your end, like, this has got to have been knowing your personality this season 
like is forcing you in some way, in some way to receive. How hard is that? Well, you, like you said, knowing me the, the way you do, it's not an easy thing. Um, but, you know, you set that aside. Um, you know, like, there's not been a whole lot of, uh, there's not a whole lot of room to do anything but receive. Um, and so, you know, recognizing that, uh, we've been in a, in a place of, uh, you know, really needing to receive, uh, you know, having to really kind of humble, humble ourselves, humble myself. Um, because it, you know, like there's, there's not a whole lot of options. I'm, I'm up uh, till recently, I've been in a chair, you know, uh, <laughs> having to rely on people for pretty much everything, you know? Uh, so yeah, it's, it's been, it's been part of that, part of God showing up and teaching lessons and showing me things about myself and, um, just kind of dressing me down, uh, you know, lovingly and, and with compassion, but, uh, really holding the mirror in front of myself. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, what I find fascinating about receiving, and I always find the opposites are absolutely true when it comes to Christ. Um, and if you read through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John with that understanding that you're going to find truth and opposites, particularly like as Christ is teaching both Romans and Jews who hated each other to love one another, which is fascinating all in itself. But I find fascinating that I think there's more strength in receiving love than there is in giving. In other words, in other words, there's something to be said about the receiver. Like there's something to be said about the power of the the person or the situation that's actually at the end of the day juicing up the givers. That's actually offering a larger consciousness to those who are just giving. And I see that with you, and that kind of opened my eyes when I was there watching you move around um, and the people that were processing with you because I, for me, and, and, and so, so I'll just, I'll turn, the, I'll turn the mirror on me. Like for me, flying in, I had to be with you. I had to be with your family. I felt that pull, but I get back on the plane and I go, holy shit, I'm so much better and contented and at peace, having the movement of receiving your receiving. And I know that sounds nuts, but I really was. I was in such a better place to understand not only our love for one another, but my love for your family, um, my love for my family. And I just, you know, that's a thing. Like, And I don't think people really understand that. I don't because I'm, listen, I'm as crazy pride, pr- proudful as you are. Uh, we both come from that generation uh, mm-hmm. you know, where we're like, we, we got this, we're okay. We're, everything's fine. Right. And I really see it. The movement now is like, man, there's so much power coming off of the receiver for the giver. Do you, have, did you ever think that or contemplate that? Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just way too deep on the subject. Maybe that's probably true because I tend to get nutty. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that I, 
I don't know that I looked at that in the in that same in the same context. I I do know that you know, like especially with my wife, um, whose whose hard it is to care for me, and and knowing my you know leave me be T. I, I, you know, I need to learn to do this stuff my, for myself, you know, but let me struggle. Um, just set a lot of that aside and allow her the gift of being able to care for me, um, and, and serve me in that capacity. So, and that's, that hasn't been easy for me, but, you know, I see how much it means to her, um, to serve in that capacity, and it borders on like sounded pretty pretty chauvinistic to, you know, to say it like, I know I'm not, you know, I'm not uh, I'm not wordsmithing this very well, but um, it, allowing her to to express her love for me through you know physical acts through you know helping me with my untie my shoes and and things like that you know servant type things um i see how much that means to her and and allowing her to to express her love for me in those in in those capacities um has not been easy but at the same time um at the same time it's it's really kind of beautiful um that we have a relationship like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, dude, well, I mean, well said, I think anybody that's going to listen to your words on this one is going to be, you know, moved into that space. Again, I'd take it back to Christ, like washing feet. It was always very right. hard for me the first time. And again, I don't want to make a direct correlation to a guy who's got a stroke, but what I want to make the correlation to the, to this act of giving and receiving because Christ got it. Like Christ understands us well enough to know that our plight is in how we receive and give love. And all the protection mechanisms that we wrap around it and ego and pride F it up like every single day. So he does yeah. this amazing thing where he's like, like they're looking at him like he's king. Like you're you're the man. You're savior. You're Christ. Like that's the and then he's the one that's like, no, I want you to have power in in receiving like he's that's what he's saying like you're gonna have an amazing power of love and compassion and forgiveness just in the very act of receiving me wash your feet and again like you know i know some people dude who are like having saturday night wash their feet parties and it's like no you're missing the point but whatever we'll let them um i mean at the end of the day the way I take it and I see the stroke, and again, this is just my eyes and your eyes are completely different because you've had it, is like there is this real opportunity to give and receive. And like, that's a cycle that we need to be in. Like, that's a cycle that maybe we all should afford ourselves regardless if we're having a stroke or not. Yeah, yeah. Wait, let's let's roll back on this, on these Saturday night washing your feet parties. <laughs> I swear to God. That's really a thing? Yeah. So I'm living, this is true. So this is many, many, many years ago when I first moved in with my mom and dad in Hudson, Ohio. I was a freshman at Kent State. And 
a woman down the street was a neighbor with Jack and Donna, my 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 folks. And Donna had said, well, JR is into faith because at that point I was, you know, I've, I've been kind of walking this divine thing since I've been 18. Well, I mean, obviously since I've been probably seven, but I mean, in earnest. So she says to me, she says, well, on Saturday nights, we have um, a gathering where we serve one another by washing each other's feet. And right away. So, um, this, so this thing is local to me. Yeah, you you could wheel yourself over, and they could wash your feet. Oh. So, but I mean, I don't know if oh. it's still going, but over the years, over the years, because I've been attentive to that kind of movement going on, I have heard of these gatherings from Ohio to California. And I'm always, like, every single time I hear it, it's weird in me. <laughs> you know, I just go, all right. <laughs> because part of me just says, the real movement is in how we're giving and receiving in life. Like that's the real movement. Like, are we doing it in traffic? Are we doing it buying gas? Are we doing it with the idiot in the cubicle next to us? Are we doing it with our wives? Are we doing it when we have a stroke? Like that, that's me. But I mean, listen, I'll get you a number if you want to go. Yeah. Let me check my calendar. Yeah, it's wide open. (laughs) Okay, so I only do 30 minutes and we're good. We're and we're coming to a close. I want you to know part of the exercise for me in the 40 days is to just let you know uh, and it's the same shit that we talked about when we were sitting in your hotel room. <laughs> um which is I love I love you man. You are like centrically like if people like like you're my best friend. That's how it goes. Like you own that spot in my life. I I can't be more proud of that in my life, that you own that spot for me. So I can't thank you enough. And believe me, you and I have had some time, man. Like we've had stuff. Like we've not only have we had stuff between us, but we've had stuff in our outer, our outer edges too that we've had to deal with. Sure. So I sure. can't, I just can't thank you enough for like, I think about you like in the movement of me adopting kids. I, I think about you even in the movement of me moving away from our business. Or I can't think about, I mean, there's so many instances where I see you compassionate, forgiving, loving to me. And that's not, you know, I'm not like contemplating that in the middle of the woods, although I do on, on, on occasion, but I just know it. I know it in my being that, that you own that spot. So I can't, I I thank you enough. I love Trish. Obviously I love your kids. Well, some of them anyway. And, uh, (laughs) and, um, me too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Same applies for mine. Um, so I just, I can't thank you enough. And I, and here's the, here's the other thing. I can't thank you enough for the humor that you inject into every day that makes it possible at some level to go beyond some of the bullshit circumstances that we both have. So thank you so yeah, much. Yeah. Well, dude, you, you know, the, the, that whole sentiment is reciprocated. Um, uh, and it's, it's weird to utter that phrase, best friend. It sounds so, you know, high school, but, uh, but yeah, you 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 are my best friend, um, hands down. So uh, I love you. I love you too. All right, we're ending this podcast before there's any tears because God forbid people of our generation do that. <laughs> yeah. All right, Rob Supan, one of the funniest guys on the face of the planet, as far as I'm concerned. He's in my gen. He's in my. He's OG like me. We're the same age. Too. Well, I'm 52. He's 49. But whatever. We won't hold that against him. I'm Jr. Man. J R M A H O N. J R at jrman.com. If you need me, I'm a spiritual director and mentor. 
I do the hard conversations with grace and a plan. How's that for a motto? How's that for a motto? In other words, you got relationship-ish, I'm all in. You've got dead-ended career situations, we can change that. You have faith, understanding things going on. Do you want to deepen your relationship uh, with the divine? You want to talk about the divine. Maybe you're a Hindu and you're lost. Maybe you're a Buddha and you're found. <laughs> Maybe you're a Christian and you want out of your damn church. I don't know what you want, but uh, I'm all in. I'm a spiritual director mentor. The number's on the website. You can call me, text me anytime you want. I am that guy that if you call me, I will pick up or call right back depending on where I'm at. I love you. Thanks about par- the, 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 Thank you for being a part of my passion. Day 16 is tomorrow. The big social media fast. You are listening to your life's work. And I love you.